0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rooted Creative Podcast. I'm excited that you're here today. And we have a very, very celebratory episode today. Um... James and I are celebrating our five-year wedding anniversary this Friday, and so I've been feeling a little, I don't know, reminiscent, Um, and looking back just on our marriage and our relationship and just the, the things that I've learned over these past five years. And so whether you're married, engaged, or dating right now, or even if you're single, this episode is for you, because I feel like There are a lot of things that we can talk about in these relationships that we have, um, to to benefit each other, you know, eventually when you are married one day, or um if you are married now and you, you're going through some things. And so I'm excited to share what I've learned over these past five years of marriage and what tips I can bring you to help you with your relationships. Now obviously before I dive into this, I just want to start by saying I do not have all the answers. My marriage is also not perfect. There are definitely some things in our marriage that are, you know, different than others, and that's okay, but there are things that I think are really good with our marriage, and James and I are just so happy together, and we love each other every day, so a lot of people ask us you know, how we do it, and um, so there's just a couple of things that I guess I wanted to go over today that I really feel like are beneficial and can help people um, with just how we keep our relationship strong, and even in the midst of working really hard, how we do that as well. So for those of you who don't know, um, James and I have been together since high school. We met when we were 15. There's a whole story about it. (laughs) And then we had about a year and a half break in between high school and then um, our freshman year of college. And for many reasons, we had that break. And if you'd like to know why, I suggest you scroll back into the archives of this podcast to episode number 20 titled Monday Chat, James and I's Love Story. (laughs) It's the whole love story. And it's actually pretty hilarious uh, because James and I, we both sit down and go through our recollection of our relationship together, and some things lined up and some didn't. So it's actually a very funny episode. So I definitely recommend going and listening to it. But um, we met in high school, had that break, and then got back together. And after that break, I believe the Lord was actually refining us in that break so that when we did get back together, we were ready to date with Jesus at the forefront, which he wasn't really at the forefront in our relationship in high school. So it was cool to have that break, to see the Lord move, and then be back together. And also eventually, we did end up getting married a few years later, obviously. So marriage... I just want to talk real quick about this. Um, I went to a private school, a private college, and there was this saying called ring by spring. Okay. And if you go to a Christian college right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I want to talk about that for a hot second because I think it's important. Marriage seems glorious. It seems romantic. It seems beautiful. And it is. It's all of those things. But I think one thing that we forget to actually think about is like marriage is a long time commitment. It is the rest of your life. At least it should be. That's like why you should be getting married and making that commitment, right? It seems glorious to be engaged and, you know, to have that ring on your finger, right? And I think one thing that I noticed a lot at my private school that I went to for college with this ring by spring culture, it was that like, you just had to get married so quickly. And, you know, even if you were only dating for a year, year and a half, like it was better to be married than not married. And, uh, being engaged was just this super glorious thing. And it was glorified in our culture at school. And, you know, I fell into that and I literally begged James for at least two years while I was in college. So my junior and senior year was when it really hit where I was like, babe, literally all of my friends are getting engaged. They've only been dating for a year or two years and we've been together for like eight. Like it's not fair. Um, I should also say that James and I were also waiting to be intimate with each other. Um, so that was a whole other factor into our engagement. And so of course I wanted to get married. I didn't want to like be in this state of like stagnance, you know, I wanted to keep progressing forward. And so I begged him for years, but you know, I'm glad we got married when we did, because if we had gotten married my junior year of college, I really think there would have been a lot of immaturities still. There would have been a lot of things to figure out like financially. And we, it was just not the Lord's timing yet. But I wanted to take control of it, and I wanted to be the one that was like, no, we're getting married right now because we need to because I said so. And um, so I'm just like a control person. Like I plan things. I'm a type A planner. So I was really upset that we weren't engaged. But when we did get engaged on December 11th, 2015, it was the best day ever. So marriage, though, back to this point seems like a glorious thing when you're engaged. You know, you're excited to have this person with you for the rest of your life. It's romantic, it's beautiful, and of course, it's also life-changing. It can be scary, it can be uncertain, but it can also be so incredibly good. But the one thing I think we forget to talk about a lot is how it can also be tough. And maybe you've heard this before from someone else, or, you know, if you haven't, I'm telling you now that it's not a walk in the park. Um, It's actually very tough. And there are times where you may not like each other very much at all, and you might want to give up or throw in the towel and think to yourself, is there a better life that I could be living right now on my own? Or, you know, is there someone else I could be with that can make me happier? And I think we need to check ourselves there because marriage is not about how you feel. It's not something that's like making you happy. Okay. Marriage is more than that. It's a covenant you make before the Lord. It's something that is a commitment that you've made to each other through sickness and health through <laughs> till death do you part. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of commitment till death do you part, man? Like that's, that's your whole life. And I think we fall into this trap of thinking that marriage has to be something that makes me happy when in reality, marriage should be something that you do as a team and something that you work together every day to accomplish and make good. Um, it's not how you feel. It's not how the other person feels. You shouldn't have these expectations of, oh, he didn't bring me flowers today, Um because I mean, what was the last thing you did for your partner? Did you cook dinner for him? Did you do something, you know, that made him feel nice and happy? Like there, there are things in marriage that I think go beyond just happiness. It's the little things, right? Like doing the dishes, maybe picking up a little bit, even though you weren't asked to, right? And then it's also like being there and seeing each other and also being that person that can, um, you know, be, a listening ear. You know, I know that's kind of hard for guys to do sometimes when, you know, women, we just want to talk, talk, talk all the time. Like James and I go through that a lot. I have so many things I want to talk about, you know, but when he listens, I feel heard. Like I feel like we're on the same page and there's just so much there's so much there. And then, you know, in turn, like, you know, I'll do the dishes or, you know, I'll do I'll do other things that make him feel better um as well, like having a clean house. So I think all of this comes with learning each other and it's not going to be something that you have just after one year of marriage like you're you're going to learn more things about each other as the time goes on. But I I do want to speak on that that it can be tough. You know, having seen many divorces not only within my own family but with my friends already in my lifetime. This is unfortunately something that is common and I'm not saying that I have all the answers obviously. I've only been married for 5 years, but one of the main things that i that seems to happen in these marriages that falls apart is that they simply just don't enjoy each other's company anymore. like they kind of resent each other a little bit and like dread hanging out with each other, which is so sad. They're constantly fighting, um they don't have common interests, they aren't each other's best friend and even though James and I have only been married for five years with our first kid on the way, which I'm sure will bring some brand new, really difficult challenges to our marriage, we've always made it a point to be each other's best friend first. So to make each other laugh, to keep those common interests, even if they aren't our favorite. I'll give you an example. My husband loves to off-road, like dirt bike, go out to the desert, camp somewhere really rural, like like roughing it type deal. And when we started dating, I had no idea what any of this was and was pretty uncomfortable with it. I never grew up camping, going to the desert, dirt bike, or I didn't even know what off-roading was, but I've learned to like it by being with him because it's important to him. I've learned actually how to ride a dirt bike, believe it or not. Um, it's not, it's scary, but it's, it is fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Okay. Um, I've also learned to like camping out in the middle of nowhere and, you know, not having a restroom near you. Like I grew up in a very luxurious, hotel environment, when I think of vacation, I think of like luxury, you know, and now here I am in the middle of nowhere camping and, you know, going to the bathroom behind a bush. Like that's, that's where we're at. I would have never done that because it's not my first choice when I think of vacation, but I know that it brings my husband so much joy to be doing these activities. And not only just to do those activities, but having me with him as well. It's important to him. So I make it important to me. Um, and the same could be said with my obsession with Disneyland and Disney world, not his favorite thing to do. He hates crowds. He's not a super Disney freak, but he does it because he loves me and he's actually learned to like it. Like we now enjoy going together. When we first started dating in high school, it was not his jam. He was not a happy camper, but now that we've been married for a while and you know, we've had these Disney trips, I think he enjoys it and he won't admit it babe, you can call me out on that, but I think he likes it. (laughs) At least he likes the Disney movies now. Um, So that's a start. And he knows that when this baby comes, we are going to be going to Disneyland as much as we can. Okay. So that's just one example of what I mean when I say I have having common interests, okay? So it's not something I would have chosen. I wouldn't have chosen to go off-roading on my day off, but because he wants to do it and it's a trip he's planned and he's really excited for, I'm going to do it, obviously, and I'm going to hang out with him and we're going to laugh and we're going to have fun. And it's really important to be doing these things together so you create new memories and enjoy each other's company more. Not less by resenting the other for going and doing these things without you, it creates more issues than if you were to just do it together and learn to like it. Now, I'm not saying like, oh, be miserable in your marriage, be miserable doing these things. No, but I am saying there are ways that you can enjoy it because you're with him. You know, you're you're doing stuff together, and you find ways to enjoy it. Um, because he should be doing the same with you as well even though Disneyland isn't James's first choice for a vacation you know we do it because it brings me joy and he loves that you know he loves to see that so Let's face it. If you're a photographer, culling isn't the most exciting part of the job and the time spent going through every single image can really add up. Professional photographers actually have a new tool that they're using and it's called narrative select. It helps them cut their culling time in half because it's literally the best software that I've seen with calling. Um, Thousands of photographers have actually switched over to narrative select in 2021. Why? Well, narrative select is actually really, really fast. You can actually call your photo shoot twice as fast with narrative select, no wait times to import or navigate through your photo shoots and no low res images or loading bars. Select is built from the bottom up to save you as much time as possible. Not only that, but this is the best part. Select is actually smart so select can group scenes of images together allowing you to quickly navigate through your shoot and you can choose to view your images in chronological order or assessment rank meaning you'll see the worst images last and you guys the eye and focus assessments that this tool has literally a game changer it allows you to quickly identify if your subjects are in or out of focus and if their eyes are opened or closed which can literally save you so much time when you're culling. Not only that, but you can also zoom up in the close-ups panel, ensuring that you can see everyone's faces perfectly, so no more time spent zooming in on each face with your mouse to make sure everybody's in focus. The last thing is, too, select is very accurate, so it doesn't just choose the best photos for you. It actually empowers you to do your selection fast while still having complete control, meaning the final selection that you have remains perfectly accurate to what you want. So all of those blurry photos that you like to have, and maybe those out of focus photos that you like to have to make your gallery more artistic can still be included. And the best part is, this is literally the coolest thing. Select has a basic plan that is completely free and there is no image or project limit. It's literally so cool. So users can pay for the advanced features in the pro plan. And if you guys decide to do that, I do have a coupon for you. Just use rooted creative for 15% off at checkout to get on their advanced features plan, but also try the basic plan because it's literally free. You have nothing to lose. So if you're struggling with calling, go check out narrative, select, go to narrative.sl for more information. And don't forget to use rooted creative at checkout for 15% off. The other thing that we've learned is to keep each other laughing. Um, this is a really, really big one. You can, if you look at older couples, right. Maybe you have grandparents that are still together or um, maybe your parents are still together. You know, look at those relationships. Are they like laughing with each other? Are they joking with each other? Are they playing with each other? Like that's the type of stuff I think that is so important in a marriage. Um, Throughout the day, James and I send each other multiple TikToks of like funny inside jokes that we have or, you know, (laughs) dogs doing funny things because they remind us of our dogs or, you know, sending each other like RV campers that we would like to buy one day. Just kind of dreaming together, it brings us laughs, and it also builds that relationship. And we're when we're together, we're laughing like friends, you know, getting Baskin Robbins at 10 p.m. because why not? And going all out on waffle cones like we literally did last night—no rhyme or reason to it—but laughing the whole time with chocolate on our faces. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not saying I have it all figured out, and I. I And I think you guys know this, but like I am not by any means a marriage counselor either. Um, I'm just speaking from my experience with our marriage and what has worked and I think made us, you know, secure and strong in our marriage um, and what hasn't worked. So if you can keep each other laughing, even after 14 years of being together, I'd say you're doing something right. So I can truly say that James is my best friend and I can't wait to spend time with him every second I can when he's not working and when I'm not traveling. Which brings me to my last point. How exactly have we made our crazy schedules, his firefighter schedule and my crazy traveling elopement schedule, how have we made that work for our marriage? Well, I've also done a whole podcast episode on this topic as well, because I feel like there are a lot of other people that are in a similar boat as far as careers go, and you should definitely check it out for more. So it's episode 60, and it's called Becoming a Traveling Elopement Photographer with a Spouse at Home. Um, Highly recommend giving it a listen. I go into more detail, but the most important tip that I can give you is this. You need to make time for each other and make that time valuable. Treat it like gold, because if you don't do things together or make time for each other, that's no way to build a relationship or maintain a relationship with anyone. I mean, think about it. Think of any friendship that you have, right? If you're not spending time with that friend, are you really building that relationship? No, you're not. You're, you're, you know, putting your time elsewhere because your priorities are probably elsewhere. So Time with friends is also good, but knowing where your priorities lie is going to help your marriage. If your priority is time with each other, knowing you both have crazy schedules and crazy work lives, then keep it that priority. You have to keep that a priority. You have to keep time with each other a priority. The other thing to consider too is let's say you decide to become an elopement photographer traveling the world, yet your marriage is falling apart at home. What's more important? Okay so let's have a little bit of a hard talk here. We have I should speak maybe personally on this. I had a dream to be an elopement photographer and to travel and and do all these things right and just be gone and going all these beautiful places. Um but when I started doing that and I was gone every weekend. I mean it was every weekend when I started this. Um just you know even a year ago. I realized how like I would come home and James and I would just have like bitterness or we would have like, you know, stupid little bickering that would happen. And for me, it made me realize, you know what, like being gone so often just like this is not healthy. Like it's not a healthy thing for our marriage, even though I want to do it. And like, I'm okay doing it. Like what's more important, what's the Lord pointing me towards here? What's he trying to show me here? (laughs) You know, my marriage isn't necessarily happy that I am leaving and not spending time at home, you know? And it, it even like got to the point where like James would be home and I would be gone and then I would be home and he would be gone and we would go like three, four weeks without seeing each other. And it's like, that's not healthy. Um, and so I really, really this year tried to cut back on the travel. Obviously that was a little hard with postponements, but, um, even next year, like I am very much cutting back on travel. I'm only trying to take maybe like three or four travel elopements. So that's just something that I realized, you know, is, is kind of affecting my marriage and I don't want to build that resentment. I don't want James to build the resentment towards my job. You know, um, you would express sometimes like how he hates my job and like how he hates how I travel like this. And then I would express, well, you know, I hate how your schedule just never lines up with mine, and you know, blah 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 blah. I book a year out in advance, like you should know. And and so it was creating this tension and I realized like I I really have to start cutting back on the travel. Um, even though it's a desire of my heart and it's a desire in my business, I have in order for my marriage to keep thriving, that's something that I had to take a step back and reevaluate on. So where can we take a step back and reevaluate and pivot or change a little bit, right? We have to be aware of this, even if you don't run your own business and you're listening to this and you have a a different career. Um, If there is something else becoming a priority over something like your husband or your wife, I feel it's important to recognize that and know when to actually take that step back. Is it worth all the time you're spending away and the money you're making? If your marriage falls apart in the end, what's it to gain all this money yet to lose your marriage in the process? You know, and the, the Bible verse for that is what is it to gain the world, but lose your soul, right? <laughs> similar, similar vibes. Um, so maybe that's just my personal standpoint, but for i firmly believe that any marriage can be fixed as well if both are willing to put in the work and take that step back if you are married or you plan to be married one day you should enter in with the expectation of never making divorce an option like i hate prenups i don't understand why people do prenups i'm like you're setting yourself up for failure <laughs> you know and i i don't know i just think like it's like it's insurance if your marriage fails, but it's like, why would you ever want your marriage to fail? That's not why you're making the commitment. So always fight, always fight for each other and always fight for your marriage. If you can do that, I think we can beat the statistic of, you know, the high divorce rates in this culture. So I don't know who needs to hear this today. Um, but I really, really hope that this encouraged you. If you're married, Or you're going to be married one day, let me know your thoughts. Um, I would love to know what you think about this. And, you know, what's one thing maybe you and your partner do that you feel keeps your marriage strong? How do you make each other a priority? Um, uh, Let's talk about it in the Facebook group. I'm gonna start a thread and we should all get in on that because I think it could be a really fun topic. And, you know, if you are having marital issues, um, the first step I can say is maybe just go seek some help, go get some counseling, speak to someone who can walk you through the issues that you keep coming circling back to, you know, um, a lot of the time there's something that you can't get over in a marriage. Like there's a hump or a, like some type of like burden that you can't get over. And I think having a counselor or a third party to help you get over that is going to be, um, the easiest and the best thing that you can do for your marriage. So be open to counseling, um, be open to fighting for each other. And then, you know, if you are having a great marriage, like God bless you, keep that marriage strong, keeping each other's best friends, Keep each other laughing, do fun things together. Even if it's not your favorite thing to do, go do it with them if it's important to them um, and vice versa. Okay. It's not about your happiness all the time in a marriage. Okay. If you go in with the expectation of when I get married, I'm going to be the happiest person ever, forever and ever, you're going to fail <laughs> because marriage is not butterflies and rainbows all the time. And it's also not about your happiness. You have to make the other person happy too. And order for that happiness to be like reciprocated in your way. Like if you're expecting flowers, but you haven't done anything for your husband recently, like, you know, it, it goes both ways, right? You have to make each other that priority. And so again, I am not a marriage therapist, counselor. I am just a 28 year old, speaking to you from my life experience of being married for five years, because James and I are coming up this Friday on our anniversary. And, um, you know, I just, I feel like I have a lot to share. The other thing too, is with our kid, I guess I can say this, we are expecting our child in December. And when he comes, you know, I see this child as an expansion of our marriage so I, yes, like I'm going to love this kid. He's going to be everything. Right. But he's, he is not my world. Like my husband is also like included in that. And he is just as important, if not more important, um, to keep, you know, that relationship strong. Like my husband comes first and the baby is just like an expansion of that. And we work together as a team, obviously to raise our kid. Oh my gosh. So much so much to do. Oh gosh, it just stresses me out thinking about this kid coming soon. Okay. Anywho. So I think going in with looking at kids as like not letting them become your entire life is going to be the best outlook. And I'm, I'm obviously speaking like this from someone who doesn't have kids yet. Um, but I think a lot of other issues could arise if you start making your kids the priority and your marriage is not that priority. So, um, back to the priority talk there. <laughs> I hope that this encouraged you today. Uh, thanks for sticking with me here and listening to this episode. Um, if you're married or if you are soon to be married or not married yet, but will be one day, um, let me know your thoughts. would love to know what you think. And I hope that this episode brought some encouragement to you. Um, I brought you some helpful tips maybe, or maybe this is just something you needed to hear today. So, um, thanks for listening, everybody leave a review. If you like listening to the rooted creative podcast, it helps us get fun interviewees on the podcast, which are coming soon. So get ready. Um, I enjoy reading all of your reviews as well. So please leave those and yeah, until next time, have a wonderful Wednesday in November and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and leave a review to help get the word out about our podcast. Resources and notes about what we talked about today are also available at www.rootedwrkshp.com slash show notes all for free. I'm so excited you tuned in today and I can't wait to share more with you soon. Until next time and God bless.